So uh, how's that for a performance to finish things off if you're the Bears? That was incredibly impressive. Welcome into the House of L podcast. I'm Lawrence Holmes. We do our Bears pods after the Bears games. The Bears win 24 to 10. Then winning was impressive enough. The way that they won was pretty insane. And It looked like Minnesota didn't want to be there either. And I've been trying to figure out, is that the Bears that are doing that to people? Or is it just that they're so fed up with Kirk Cousins and his limitations? And they were on display again. It it was amazing to watch the Bears say, we're not even going to really do a complicated game plan. We're just going to run the ball. We're going to do inside zones. A couple of handoffs to, to Jordan Howard. We're going to give him the ball 20 times, and we're still going to beat you. Like, I was sitting there going, well, before the game, thinking, if you end up playing the Vikings again, does Matt Nagy keep something in reserve for the next game? He didn't even have to. He he could just he could just run out a basic offense, and they were able to do that to the Vikings defense. Those guys, I'm sure there are a lot of people – they're looking around at each other going, mm, that wasn't good. Not good at all. I'm going to let you hear from Matt Nagy in a little bit, courtesy of The Score. I'm actually doing the pod today from The Score Studios, which is great. Just ran into Mitch Rosen. He's pulling his hair out over, as of now, we don't know when the game is scheduled. So a lot of things have to happen. Like we put together bumps and there are schedule changes and all sorts of stuff. So he's like going crazy over that. I should tell you, our podcast, House of L, is brought to you by the fine folks over at the Chicago Wolves. Saturday night, I went to check out the Wolves versus the Ice Hogs. It was great. I had a wonderful time. I got some uh, time to meet a lot of fans, people who love the podcast. Came out. We took pictures. We hung out a little bit. It was really tremendous. It was so great that the Wolves suggested that we do a Wolves night. So we're going to do that. Listeners of this podcast are, we're going to put together a night where a bunch of us like just have our own section and we get to hang out. All right. So put that on there. So if you want tickets, you should go check them out. Chicagowolves.com. They've got some home games coming up in January. Parking is free courtesy of Kia. They are fantastic partners to this podcast, and I would love it if you support them the same way that that you support me. Because they support this podcast. They make it possible and give us an opportunity to do some cool stuff. So please go out and support Chicago Wolves. A tremendous time. It's great meeting so many great people. It was awesome. Now back to this game. Before I let you hear from Matt Nagy, which I'm going to do in a little bit. They just took Minnesota's will. You like that? You like that? I do like it, Kirk. And I saw a man who is hanging on by a threat. Now, God bless him. That guy's got 84 million guaranteed dollars. But he looked like trash. I don't know what they thought they were going to do to the Bears defense, But it wasn't very creative, and it really didn't have a chance of working at all. They sacked Kirk Cousins four times. 
it wasn't even necessarily the pressure. It was they were trying to play check down Charlie all the way down the field against the Bears. That is not going to work. They tried to run Dalvin Cook. That didn't work. 11 carries for 39 yards. Nothing that they they did worked. It was embarrassing. I felt bad for them. This is the team that when the Bears played them on Sunday night, you heard Kirk Cousins talking about, well, they flexed the game because of us, not because of them. Well, how about now? All you had to do was win, and you were in the playoffs, and your nightmare scenario comes true, courtesy of the Bears' defense and your incompetence. And the Bears' defense making the Vikings' offense look incompetent was a part of it as well. It was really impressive. And then on the offensive end, here's Jordan Howard. We've all been talking about, well, if they could give Jordan Howard 20 carries, that'd be great. Here's his 21 carries for 109 yards. We're going to tell you what we're going to do. You're not going to be able to stop it. Imposing will offensively. A lot of runs behind Kyle Long, who was back. Played a half. I thought they handled that really well. A couple of concerns. There were some injuries. Taylor Gabriel, after that great catch, he got injured. It's either shoulder or ribs. Neggy wasn't quite sure. And Gabriel was telling people it was a shoulder. And Neggy was saying that it was a it was ribs. You also had an injury to Anthony Miller, his shoulder, and you saw them try to put that thing back in place on camera. I was surprised that the Fox cameras got that type of access. I was also surprised that they didn't put him under the blue tent and try to do that or take him back to the locker room. Just, you know, I know that you're only trying to yank it back in place. I suspect those guys will be ready to play next week, even if they're not playing at 100%. Mitch Trubisky did all he needed to do. He didn't need to do anything spectacular, but I'll tell you this much. The runs that he made today, it was another example of Mitch extending drives with his feet. And he did it a couple times. The Vikings did it to themselves, too. They were ridiculously undisciplined. And he kept allowing drives to continue. The drive chart, because I felt like the game was kind of moving a little bit, especially in the second half. But this is the drive chart for the Bears. They had a 10-play 75-yard drive, a 6-play 71-yard drive, and a 16-play 75-yard drive. All three of those drives ended in touchdowns for them. So what, what the Vikings were trying to do, the Bears actually accomplished. It's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to run a whole bunch of time off the clock. It It's crazy. That first possession in six play, 71 yard, that's four minutes off the clock. Then the 10 play possession is five and a half minutes off the clock. The 16 play possession was nine minutes off the clock. How are you going to score if the time just runs out? Time of possession is an overrated stat most of the time in the NFL. In this particular game, it clearly tells you the story of the game. 
The Bears held the ball for 37 minutes. The Vikings for 23. Ordinarily, that doesn't tell you everything you need to know. Today, it tells you everything you need to know. In the fourth quarter, the Bears held the ball. Remember, you're trying to play catch up. In the fourth quarter, the Bears held the ball for 11 minutes. That's dominance. That was a dominating performance. I'm going to let you hear a little bit of Matt Nagy, and then we're going to talk about the matchup against Philadelphia. Thanks to the score for allowing me to, to give this to you. Here's a little bit of Matt Nagy's press conference. All right, guys. Well, I want to start off by, um, you know, just congratulating uh, everybody that's a part of this for for our organization. It's a it's a huge win in a in a hostile environment. Give a lot of credit to uh, to the Vikings and their coaches and players. Um, they're a really good football team, and for us, it was a huge challenge. Uh, I, you know, the the fans get loud. This this environment is loud. I thought our, our players handled it really well. Um, the noise, because at times it was a factor, and and so for us to be able to come in into here and, and, and all three phases play pretty well. Our defense uh, for to have them go 1-4-11 on third down for our quarterback um, to handle this environment the way he handled it. It's uh, it's pretty awesome, and and then uh, you know our O line and our, our our running backs to establish the run game, it settles down their defense, and then for for us on third down against a team that's amazing on third down to to have the percentage we did, um, that's what we wanted to do going into this thing, and I thought our guys did a great job with that. So great job with the coaches, players, everybody feels good. Go through something. Yep. Um, the two receivers, Gabriel and Miller. Yeah. So you, yep. So uh, Anthony Miller has a left shoulder. Shoulder. And then Taylor Gabriel um, has ribs. His his are ribs. So uh, we'll we'll get them checked out and see where they're at. What's, what's your take on the severity of that? Uh, I, I I feel I feel good about them. I don't I can't say that for sure just because we got more we have to look at them a little further. But I feel I feel confident that they'll be okay. What about Roy Harris? Yeah, um, his I didn't get the details on that, but I think yeah, it, I don't. It's minor. It's minor. Yeah. And uh, how did Kyle come through? He did well, yeah. He got he got just under 30 snaps, um, and I, I think for for us we were able to get it, it was perfect really for him. Uh, he we communicated after every drive to see how he felt, um, and and then our guys, um, you know, for him to just get back into a game environment, hear the plays in the huddle, um, and and then to play the way he played, I, I'm 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 glad. I like where he's at. Did Miller dislocate it again? What's that? Did Miller dislocate the shoulder again? Uh, again, I'm not. I, I don't know the exact details on it, but uh, I'll we'll know more here in a little bit. But I I think it might have been something with that. Yeah, it was. Uh, was it 16? Yeah, yeah. You, 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 yeah. Um, so that that drive right there uh, for our offense in that situation to go 16 plays, it was uh, what just there was about a minute 51. It was nine minutes, 9:05. Yeah, so that's a pretty good drive in, in this and and to convert four. I think it was around four third downs uh, to end it with a touchdown and not a field goal. To credit to, to those guys, this is not an easy place to play. And when you go 16 plays in any, wherever you are, whenever, you're doing something right. And, and not just one person. But I'm just going to continue to go back to Mitch. 
because where he's at right now uh, running this offense and being able to get guys in the right position, you know, we got some guys out at wide receiver position, and that can hurt your personnels on how you name things. So you saw there a couple of times I had to call timeout. Uh, some of that is is because of substitutions, guys not knowing exactly where. It's not a fault to the receivers. It's just that's some stuff you get you, we go through through. And it was a weird, different game plan. So in regards to substitutions there, so uh, uh, it's it's not easy. And he just he orchestrated everybody, got everybody in the right spot, and did a great job. Matt, to what extent were you? I the first I found out was at halftime walking off the field, and then uh, so I knew that score. I think it was twenty-eight to three at half. Did Aaron tell you that score? Yeah, yeah. That's the first. That's the first I found out. Yeah, I didn't want anybody talking to me about the score in the first half. Uh, she she broke the news to me um, that it was twenty-eight to three at halftime, which is good to know. Uh, and then I think they I think they might have got a touchdown and made it twenty-eight to ten uh, as I was walking out. I think. So the mindset. What? Thirty-one ten at halftime. Was that what it was? Yeah, so there you go. I, I had no idea. Uh, so um, we played. You saw. I, I, I don't know what the time was. I, it, I was going off my uh, gut reaction, gut feeling with our guys because it is It's not easy. You have a, you have a, a lead. Um, you know you're in next week, and it, would, it wouldn't, wouldn't feel good to lose a guy uh, in that situation. So those are hard. That's a, that's a valuable experience for me down the road. Were you doing any sort of math in your head of who you would no, uh, we, 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 there's, you, you go through and you, you know, but no matter who you play, you know, whether it's offense, defense, special teams, everybody's going to have their own suggestions for me. I just, I love winning. I think it's fun to win. And so uh, when you win, you know, who, whoever it is, who cares? Let's just play ball. And, and uh, that's the fun part. And that's what we're going to do. I don't, I mean, tons of respect for every team in this league, but we just want to win. I think that, what Nagy had to say there, especially towards the end, there's more, but, you know, I didn't want to just have all the pod be Nagy. But I felt like that was a good place to end it because of what he said. I, I just want to win. We've seen throughout the year that they've made calculated risk for the preseason. Well, we're not going to play Mitch in the offense. We're going to put Chase out there. We're going to do our thing. And we'll be ready for the regular season. We're going to sit down Khalil Mack and Allen Robinson in games that we feel like we might have a chance to win without them so that they can be rested and ready to go. And in this one, they kind of said, you know what? How about we just win? How about we not worry about what's happening in the other game? We do our business and let it take care of itself. And that's what happened. The Vikings didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. They didn't deserve it. They didn't earn it. And I kind of appreciate the Bears saying, no, you got you to gotta win this game. We're not just going to give it to you because the Rams are stomping a mud hole in the 49ers. We're not just going to give it to you. You have to go out there and earn it. I think that's a good approach for this game, and I imagine it's what – he told the guys throughout the week. They have the big club dub party every week. Oh, by the way, so I didn't get a club dub shirt. And I was like, man, I didn't get a club dub. Herbie got a club dub. My boys over on TV got a club dub shirt, and I didn't get one. I was like, all right, I guess I'm not important. 
The folks over at Bandwagon Chance were like, yo, we didn't get you a, a shirt. Would you like one? And I said, yes. And then I said, not only would I like one, I'd like six so that I can give them out on the air and on the podcast. So guess what? The folks over at Bandwagon Champs, and they're the ones who come up with a shirt if you're looking for a shirt, follow them on Instagram at Bandwagon Champs. They're going to give me some shirts, and I'm going to give three shirts out on this podcast next week. All right? So you can have your own Club Dub shirt. And I think I got one in medium, large, medium, large, and extra large. So we should be able to accommodate a lot of different body types. But, yeah, we're the gift that keeps on giving here at House of L. We truly, truly are. Anyway, back to Negi. I really like that that was the approach. Winning feels good. It's great to win. We were going out there to start the game trying to win. Let's finish the game. And I thought that they handled things smart. Khalil Mack wasn't out there at the end. Not that there was any time for him to be out there in the end. Because the Bears offense just melted away the, the fourth quarter. Overall, this is an impressive group. I am looking forward to them playing Philly. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, and you should, at Lawrence W. Holmes is where you can find me. I actually brought up that that was the team that I didn't want to get into the playoffs. And I definitely didn't want them to get into the playoffs with Nick Foles. Call it what you want. Maybe it's it's fairy dust. Maybe it's playoff magic. But that guy throws the ball downfield, and that offense seems to respond to that. Now, he left the game in Washington with some bruised ribs. All reports, as I'm recording the pod, say he's going to be good to go next week. And I think that that makes them a dangerous team. I think they're a more dangerous team than if Carson Wentz, at this point in his career, considering he's still coming back from the ACL, now he's got that back injury. I think they're a more dangerous team with Nick Foles as their quarterback than him. The Bears, on paper, are better than them. That being said, I wouldn't be honest if I didn't tell you that this game made me nervous. Because Fletcher Cox seems to be on a mission right now, and Nick Foles seems to be magic. But, the Eagles secondary is banged up and not very good. There should be plays out there for the Bears. I think the Bears defense is up to the challenge of taking on Foles and Ashlon Jeffries. And it's going to be so cool because it's such a mirror. You got a mirror team offensively. Negi and Peterson, they were on the staff together. They run the same stuff. The Bears run the Philly special, the thing that kind of won Philadelphia the Super Bowl last year. Look over there. It's Tariq Cohen. Oh, no, it's not. It's Darren Sproles. It's the same guy, just 13 years older or whatever he is at this point. Same guy. Quarterback that has moments of brilliance and then some what moments? Defensive stalwart, and Fletcher Cox is not as good as Khalil Mack or Akeem Hicks, but he's had moments where he's been super disruptive over the last few weeks. I, that's unfair to say Fletcher Cox is not as good as Akeem Hicks. 
I should have said he's not been as good as Akeem Hicks this year. Fletcher Cox is a great player. So you've got a couple of mirrored teams going after each other next week on the lakefront the way that it should be. This is going to be so fun. So fun to have the playoffs back in Chicago. Like the Bears being good. I was joking about it today that if the Bears weren't good, we would be talking about the the silliness that's going on with the Bulls and Jabari Parker. We'd be talking about, and maybe not on this podcast, I probably wouldn't care enough to do a podcast on that, but we would be talking about some crazy, crazy stuff that's going on in Chicago sports outside of the Bears. So I thank the Bears for being good. It's a big deal. Now I'm gonna, we're going to see if, if these guys can focus in again on a new challenge, an unfamiliar yet familiar opponent in the Philadelphia Eagles. Alex Brown and, and Lance Briggs and, and Matt Forte were saying that there is something to the idea of learning how to win and that beating a champion, like there's something that's alluring about that. that you have a chance to beat the champion and give yourself some confidence before you head to Los Angeles for a game that if the Bears do end up playing L.A. again in L.A., I suspect the game will look different than the first one, but maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't just the cold. Maybe it was the scheme and the Bears' defense that made Jared Goff look like rookie year Jared Goff. But we shall see. It's going to be a fun week. I am back from vacation, so I'll be back in the SCORE studios throughout the week. We'll have some shows. We'll take care of you. We'll get you ready. It's playoff time, man. It's a big deal. I appreciate Chicago Wolves for their hospitality. On Saturday night, I had a blast hanging out. If you haven't gone to a game, it's so fun. It's got a real family atmosphere. Take your your kids out there, chicagowolves.com. I got a bunch of videos on my Twitter feed and my Instagram if you want to check it out, at Lawrence W. Holmes. Thanks to everyone who came by and said hello. It was really nice to meet all of you. Bears are going to the playoffs. Playoffs are at Soldier Field next week. Bears defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. Isn't it great to have January football back in Chicago? Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Please, if if you're listening on iTunes and you haven't subscribed to the pod, please do. Give us five stars. Write a nice review. It actually helps. As weird as it sounds, it actually helps. Go back and listen to the interviews. If you're someone who's brought in because you would like my Bears coverage, thanks. I appreciate that. I will tell you that there are some really cool interviews, whether it's me in the most recent couple of episodes. I've been the, the guy, Jake Johnson. There's great interviews with Sierra Santos and Kelly Kroll and Barry Rosner and Jason Goff. Like, there's all sorts of cool stuff on the pod. So please check it out. And thank you for your support. We, with this podcast, we will probably go over 185,000 downloads for the six months that the pod has been available. That is beyond my wildest dreams. I was thinking at most we go 100,000 in the first six months. And... The fact that we came close to doubling it is pretty impressive. So thank you. Please spread the word. 
retweets are better than likes. When you see me tweet out the link, even if you listen to it, if you could retweet it, that would be great. If you if you think it's good, if you think it's crap, don't do anything. But if you think it's good, retweet it, quote tweet it, tell people about it. And we're on Stitcher, on Google Play, on Spotify, on iTunes, and of course the direct downloads courtesy of Libsyn. I appreciate your support. We'll have another Bears podcast next week. Can you believe it? That's right. Thanks for listening. Peace.